Over the next few episodes, I want to introduce a number of technologies from modern software delivery. These are containers, Docker, Kubernetes, and serverless. These are hot technologies within the software development community at the moment. These are helping software teams get better ROI when spending on computer server resource, improving the speed to market, and allowing for more complex and ambitious solutions. These are technologies that your development team may want to use or may even be using already. In the last episode, I explained virtualization, a technology that makes the others possible. In this episode, I'll introduce containers and the Docker container format, possibly one of the most useful advancements in recent years in providing repeatable and reliable software distribution. Welcome to the Better ROI from Software Development Podcast, a podcast aimed at those that fund software development and those that work with them. In a series of short weekly podcasts, I, your host, Mark Taylor, hope to educate and inform on why traditional management processes won't get you the best return on your investment. And along the way, I provide advice on how to improve that. To recap from the last episode, I introduced virtualization, a technology that allows us to gain greater utilization of physical resources by splitting them down into virtual representations. A technology that allows us to get more from the investment in physical computer servers, thus providing a better return on investment. A technology that allows us to reduce the time to provide computer servers for our key projects thus reducing the time to market. A technology that provides a foundation for the other technologies, such as containers. And that will be the focus of this podcast. Containers are largely another form of virtualization, just one that allows for much greater density. Containers are designed to share more than the previous virtualization method, allowing for less overhead per each one thus the ability to fit more into the same physical footprint than virtual servers gave us, giving even greater ROI for our investment in physical equipment. However, containers as a technology has much more to promote its use than just that, and containers has become a staple of the IT industry. Much of the current success of containers has come from a company called Docker, In themselves, containers were not particularly new. They had much the same history as virtualization. Docker in 2013, however, helped containers enter the mainstream by providing them with standardization. Docker developed a container format that made them easy to create, use, and distribute. They turned this technical concept into something akin to shipping containers. If you've ever looked at a shipping container, you will notice they are all of the same size, with standard fittings in each of the eight corners. This simple design allows for those shipping containers to be handled, stacked and transported with a great deal of efficiency. It doesn't matter what you are transporting in them, anything from pillows to supercars. They can be handled in the same manner using the same logistics equipment the world over. This makes them exceptionally versatile, 
This is why so much of the world's freight is moved using them. And in the same way, Dockers makes containers very easy to use, whatever you put inside it. It quickly became popular with developers who found that they could use it for a variety of applications. As a developer, you would package up your application into a Docker container, and then you could send that container anywhere for it to be run. This allowed a general level of confidence that if the container ran on the developer's machine, then it would perform exactly the same in the production environment. Previously, this was always a massive risk during the release of software. Previously, the software would have to be installed onto the production server, much the same way as you would install Microsoft Office onto your laptop, but generally with much more customization. Thus, it was easy for mistakes to be made during the production release. Only a single configuration step had to be missed for the entire release to falter. What would then follow would be hours or days while the fault was identified and rectified. Docker containers provide a level of standardization that allowed the developer to bake much of that into the container. Thus, all you needed to do was ship it and you'd expect it to run as expected. As an illustration of this, Docker provides a website called Docker Hub. Think of it like the Apple App Store for containerized applications. They host over 100,000 containerized applications. Some from big businesses like Microsoft, Oracle, or SAP, and then some from the open source community. This makes it easy to pull down a product like Oracle Database and spin it up. Again, this has made it popular with the software development community. Not only did it allow software developers to package and distribute their applications easily and reliably, it also allowed them to run the tools they needed. I've been in software development for almost 30 years. With a broader range of technical experiences and skills than most, it would take me considerable time learning how to correctly install Oracle database directly onto my laptop. With Docker, however, I can download from the Docker Hub and run it with a single command. And when I'm finished with it, I can remove it just as easily. Containers have also helped to promote the growth of the microservice architecture that I talked about in episode 17. Containers provide a great platform for building, distributing, and running the modular structure that comes with microservices. While it is certainly possible to build microservices without using containers, and it's certainly possible to run monolith applications from a container, the pairing of microservices with containers is largely becoming an industry standard. The downside to this, however, is a level of complexity brought on by having so many small parts to manage. While it is considerably easier to think about and develop at a small scale, linking them together correctly brings additional overheads compared to the big monolith on a single server setup. To make this practical, we need a container orchestrator something I shall talk about in the next episode. So, not only does Docker Container allow us to achieve greater ROI from our physical servers due to the greater density, greater even than virtualization, it also improves our developer productivity, both in increasing simplicity to access the tools they need, 
and the reliability and ease of shipping their software to production. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. This podcast has been hosted by me, Mark Taylor. It has been produced by Red Folder Consultancy Limited, a consultancy that can help you achieve better return on your software development investment. You can contact them or sign up to the mailing list at red-folder.com. Or you can reach out to me on Twitter at redfoldermark. If you're getting value from this series, please tell a friend and help me grow my audience.